0: It's me, Lauren, your creative mentor, and uh, today I kind of have to abruptly announce that this is the last month of the podcast, and I kind of talked about taking it in through the year. We're the ninth month into this sort of pseudo online class I'm teaching for free through this podcast for you, and a lot has come up that's actually very apropos to this topic that I just kind of... Brought everything forward really fast, and I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm actually going to skip my spiel about how you should vet your sources because you guys know better by now that you should always check on the people's credentials of who you want to listen to if they're going to give you advice on your career, your happiness, and your money, which I do all three. And so, I want to talk about today knowing when to move on from your job because something just recently happened to me where I had to evaluate that and I would, in the spirit of like open the gates and let everyone know what's going on and be real, I'm just gonna put it all out here, you know? So I always rant and rave at you guys to keep your portfolios up to date the second you can, keep your resumes updated as well, Post them on LinkedIn and have a LinkedIn profile because you never know who's going to be there. And I recently had a a, a cartoonishly great job offer come into my life where I couldn't say no. And all of last week uh, or really the week before I was managing leaving my current position, which I wasn't really like thinking much about doing until this showed up. So now that you all know how to work, how to be at work, how to find work, let's talk about knowing when it's time to move on to better opportunities because we've gained the experience and we know what we're worth and we know what we're good at and we know who we are and we know what our boundaries are. We've spent all of this time developing that and thinking about that and understanding ourselves better for that. And so um, I just kind of want to talk about knowing the feeling because much like everything else that we do in our careers, the guts tell us everything that we need to know and knowing when to move on from your job is no different. And so I'm no stranger to moving on to jobs or other parts of life. I've moved around the country and I've tried a bunch of things and I know when something shows up in my life now especially career-wise doing this for eight years, I've had practice to know what it looks like. I've gone through the trial and error of seeing what an opportunity I wanna take a part of looks like, smells like, what it feels like to miss it, and what it feels like to grab it when it's ready for you. And, and, and much like any relationship stuff or emotional stability stuff in your own life, you have to be open to receiving something like that. So like I said before, I had a recruiter reach out to me on LinkedIn for a potential job opportunity with a really iconic brand, more so than the one I already work for. And I really had to sit there and figure out and take like stock of all of the things that I've been talking to you guys about. On top of the fact of how I've felt in my own career growth, because I'm motivated by titles and money, it's why I go to work, it's why I design in advertising, like taking stock of all of that stuff, to know how I felt about my job and what I wanted for me and my career, and I looked at my age and where I lived and what I'm trying to accomplish now, because even though I love my career... I've put relationships with people and partners, like romantic relationships with partners, like on the back burner to like build all of this for myself. And now that I hit 30 and I own where I live, I've really been valuing the people side of life a lot more. Also the pandemic, you know. And (laughs) I was taking stock of all of that and thought it would be a great time to bring it all up to you. So... When do you know that it's time to move on from your job? There's quite a few things actually to know. Um, First of all, taking a time out of the year, if at least once to just evaluate how you feel and to look back on where you were a year ago to where you are now is super helpful to do. And this is kind of what the purpose of... um, you know, um, employee reviews are every year. Companies do this to measure where you are and you can work with your managers and your art directors to like build out a career path of what you're trying to do. So you're learning the skills and, and you're, everyone's using their time productively for your wage and what what's available at work and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, for my example, uh, I've been working with the brand I was just recently at for almost four years I started as a freelancer there just kind of like trying to get the ropes and then after a while you learn the business and you get audience with people and, and you just like know company history if that's like what you're into I'm super into that it's okay if you're not but you can you can see your growth every year and your superiors and your teammates should be able to Um, point to that as well so you have to like take stock of that about how you're feeling at your job And do you feel like you're excelling fast enough? Do you feel like you're working towards a goal and it's realistic? Do you feel like you're being seen in the way you wanna be seen? Or are you super burned out? Is your company asking a lot of you? Are you kind of growing bitter with the content of what you're making? Are you like fighting with your job all the time? These are great things to understand about yourself and your current position and a lot of that if you're really paying attention you can make an emotional like uh, call on that you might wake up every day and just kind of like feel normal but maybe you're like snapping at your loved ones a lot or you're like having a really short temper with everyone you work with frequently That might be telling you you're growing bitter at your job or you're you're going into burnout and you can look at like uh, solutions for all of that. Maybe it's time off. Maybe it's, you know, having a nice talk. Maybe it's going to therapy, whatever it is, whatever it is for you. But like take stock of those things. And then on top of that, define what the next thing is. That's really difficult to do because most likely, especially if you're listening to this, you kind of took one of the first few jobs you could get or you're on your second job and and you didn't have enough experience to be super choosy. And now that you've been here for a while, wherever you are, and you feel like you've grown enough or you've learned everything you feel like you could learn and you're ready to go learn something somewhere else... This is also a really great time to start looking for the next thing. Maybe your company just doesn't have the tools to offer you that kind of growth and that's okay. Or maybe, you know, you're just ready to try a different kind of thing because I tell you all the time, just try stuff. Maybe you're ready to just try the new thing. These are all things you can start taking stock in to try to define what you want, pick a direction you know, are you working on things that you love? Are there projects you're working on that aren't really your favorite? You're like trying stuff, like understand these things and ask yourself these questions and look for the next thing that you can find. And I know for me, like I've had some jobs where I thought they were teaching me everything I wanted to know. And I found out that, you know, I wasn't as good at that as I wanted to be. And, you know, there's certain jobs out there that you're just in the right place at the right time. And they're showing you all of the things you wanted to try. And they're giving you bandwidth to just like go at it. And maybe you went, you walked into this place having no idea you were about to find a completely different thing that you love. I mean, I know people who thought they wanted to be in design and now they just do like creative operations or people who wanted to be writers and they love being project managers like you just don't know till you get there and you can hear that in a lot of my interview series from before and so it's just a great time to check in on all of that. And another good thing that's really positive to look at is honestly the job market. And like right now in October 2021, you know, there's a lot of whispers about the labor shortage and the pandemic's effects are really showing in the job force. And a lot of big companies saw the value of storytellers and creatives like us. And right now, this is the most ripe job market that's existed in the last 20 years. I was just talking with an HR person about this. Everybody's shifting. Everybody's moving. Companies are paying more. If you're on the fence about staying where you are for whatever reason that means to you, right now is an incredible time to look around for something else. And while that wasn't on my list of things to do, it's still affecting me today. Because after everything I've talked to you all about, I got a huge, like tens of thousands of dollars, huge pay increase in this new opportunity that showed up. That a recruiter just like contacted me for one day. And I'm just, I'm telling you, at 30, to be where I am in this like salary range, it wasn't even on my list of, a, of things I could accomplish this year. And like, here we are. So don't be afraid of opportunity. Because when you are comfortable, and trust me, in this job, I know how to do it. The one I'm leaving, I know how to do it. I know who everyone is. I know how to work with everybody. I understand how this works. And I'm giving up a lot to move on to a better opportunity for myself. You know, I'm giving up the voice that's in my head. Like I know what everyone's going to critique me. So I can take those notes before I even show anyone to actually get like pushed harder to do better. I'm giving that up. I know who everyone is. I've seen them every day for four years and I'm choosing to say goodbye. It's like moving to a whole other town, even though it's just companies. So like that's a big change. Change is scary. And like we've all been through enough change. (laughs) The pandemic changed so much in our everyday life. It's also fine if that's just too much to handle for you. But this is also what I mean, like knowing when to move on. And sometimes opportunities and things just show up that you just can't ignore. And I'll tell you this. So back when I was in college and I was looking for my next thing, Los Angeles kept popping up. I never wanted to live in Los Angeles I had no desire to move across the country to California and I just kept saying no to it even though it did sound kind of interesting I was young and adventurous I still am and like just in my early 20s I was just like I don't I don't know about it I don't know I'm kind of a risk averse person too in in these kind of stable things. Um, so I just kept saying, no, 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 Los Angeles. And then, like I mentioned last time in the unemployment thing, um, I ended up going. And it, and it was like four years later after I said no the first time, Los Angeles just kept like echoing around me. It kept showing up in my life. I kept like seeing it everywhere. I kept seeing opportunities for it and I just wasn't taking them. So when a real life opportunity popped up, I said, you know what? I'm just going to give it a try. And if I don't like it, there's enough time in me in my I was like 23, 24 when I went. There's enough time to bounce back if it completely blows up in my face, which is exactly what happened. (laughs) And like, I just, I, I just was paying attention and I took it after a while. So this is also what I mean, like just finding it and listening to it. And there's opportunities like that everywhere. And we all leave opportunities behind. And who knows what the outcome would be if we took a different one. Who's to say But that's kind of what I mean when you when you're trying to assess when it's time to do something like that. I think a lot of people went through that in the pandemic, too. I lost my job. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have the ability to move because the pandemic's going on. I'm just going to take a chance and try to sell my artwork online or start a Patreon and, and connect with a community of people or get on TikTok and just see if this is interesting. Like, we all just tried things because they were opportunities floating around in the sky for us that we might have said no to a year or two before and we're now we're saying yes to it. That is also just like one of the factors, I think. And so that is just like a super weird and interesting thing and it, and it pops up just like I'm not like a sporty person. I'm not a fitness person, none of that. But I work in the sports industry and I and I stay close to it. I worked in the gym when I was in college. My mom has a Pilates business. I do all the branding for that helped me like get opportunities. And I worked for the number one sports brand in a bunch of different like sporting events and now I'm moving into like sports fitness drinks and energy drinks and like it just there's a common thread through all of it so I just keep following it because honestly it's never steered me wrong I chase number ones and I stay in sports apparently so (laughs) like these are like these factors you're gonna start to hear them ringing in your ear as they show up or as they echo closer to you or or whatever you want to say with that you know career opportunities like that or like factors to think about about adjusting your life for your creative career or for something you really want to try you know they're like ghosts that are like gaining more energy for you to pay attention to them like that's a real thing with careers and if you know how to hear it just like you know how to listen to your guts you're gonna feel a lot better about making the choices and taking some risks that are going to find you and ask Hey, do you want to take my hand? Do you want to go try this right now? Maybe you should. Maybe you shouldn't. No one can know that any better than you. So the other thing, too, I want to bring up is there's a lot of talk right now, too, about company loyalty especially in like this job market all of us on tiktok trying to figure out how we feel about capitalism where all the ethics lie and like our consuming habits and perpetuating that in the storytelling and whatever we're doing as creatives if you're packaging person using all these foils and and you know harmful dyes and all these things maybe you work in fashion and you're doing ads for fa- like you know there's a lot of problems no matter where you look in like the content you make but also a really traditional thought is company loyalty and i think we all that are younger and not our parents age think that that means sticking with the company for a long time and being rewarded for it And I think the way we think of rewards is different than it actually was back then. So back then, company loyalty meant you worked for the company for 15 to 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, your whole life. (laughs) And when you were ready to retire, they would take care of you and your family in the form of a pension. And pensions are, are kind of a company's own version of social security new workers pay for the retired workers and the benefits typically were better than what a 401k is because a 401k is more of like an investment portfolio for you to just save money in and just let the interest of that accrue over time the company can match it but there's no like system to it it is what it is half of it de- depends on the market of everything and the economy of where you are and blah, 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 blah. So there's kind of these different thoughts about company loyalty these days. And also too, the stories of working for a company for that long and then they just like fire you without a thought anyway. And so the stability of your job was a part of your company loyalty. You worked there for 20 years, they would keep you there for 20 years, you know? And so company loyalty these days is maybe a little more flexible. And, um, you know, with all of the variables, there's a billion variables right now. There's the job market. There's the quote-unquote labor shortage. There's the wages. There's so much happening that business is just trying to freak out and figure it out. And, like, the tax rules change, which every administration, sometimes the businesses have to pay more taxes. Sometimes they get out of taxes. Like, all of that has to do with their ability to... Treat you any kind of way in an office or, you know, as a creative or valuing your talent and your experience and all of that stuff. So company loyalty is another thing I think people really think about. And, you know, it's, it's, an, it's a common fact that millennials and younger don't stick around at jobs And a big reason we don't do that is because companies aren't proving the perks. We're watching our parents lose retirements. We're watching our parents getting fired and dealing with ageism, which is an absolute real thing. Um, Because it's cheaper to fire an old person who's accumulated a salary of hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's cheaper to fire them and hire some kid who doesn't know their value yet, which was all of us pretty recently, and put them in that seat and pocket more money and so that's happening left and right and then once you're fired as that older person who's earned that wage you've been doing this for 45 years you've earned your wage and then no one wants to pay it that's a huge piece of the puzzle to be aware of like how much you make and how much a company wants to pay you and if you can go work for a company that can afford that and it has a job opening those are a lot of pieces to consider. And so that's why a lot of us who are younger, we're start, some of us are getting into this like mid-tier level, much like myself, and we job hop because we've also covered that and how you could get a 3% raise maybe working somewhere every year, or you could job hop and make 20 to 30% more than you were making at your last job because of the way that companies value stuff or you know, the company might value your particular skill sets, which is different all the time. And that's why the salary guide is super helpful because then we can all measure that throughout the year in our industry. And with all of us learning that and knowing that, we can solidify those numbers further to grow them further for our industry. And the more we are all on top of the same numbers, the better we're all going to do. And this is also why I say all these things in this podcast for you, because if you're brand new, why would you know this? I didn't. So company loyalty, how you feel about the kind of work that you're doing, how you feel about the prospect of your growth at your company, how you feel about, you know, the comfort of there or assessing like, do I want to go find a new job? Do I want to learn how this business works? Do I want to learn all these new people? It's totally fine and appropriate to be like, that's a lot to ask for right now. Maybe you have a family you have to take care of. Maybe you have dependents or children with disabilities and you need that stability and you don't have to like worry about this. You just have your stable job and you're super happy. Me personally, I have none of those things. So I'm out here looking in the neighbor's yard all the time to be like, what's going on over here? What can I do? Or, okay, I've learned all these things and I want to move on to the next thing. And like, these are all the things that I think about. Or maybe something pops up and I then have to face all of that and learn how I feel about it, you know? It's what uh, everyone in corporate America calls soul searching. I was soul searching to see what I needed or what I wanted. Soul searching is essentially a silly corporate word, in my opinion, to be like, I have to weigh my options here because I'm either forced to or like, what the hell is happening? (laughs) So I want you to consider that in like your whole journey of like, when do I know when I want to move on? What would it take? What do I need? What do I want to think about? How do I want to feel? Because again, at the end of the day, I think it's really easy to get super, super wrapped up in corporate America. It just happens. America is this huge propaganda machine that gets you wrapped up in all of it. And it's really easy for all of us to do. And I think it's really easy to forget we are human. We are one person. We are not an octopus. We cannot do eight things at once. We are not mind readers. We can't read anyone's mind or tell the future. We are not defined by our jobs. We are defined by our creativity. And sometimes when you work a creative job, differentiating between your creativity and your creative job is really hard because you're just on all of the time. My favorite thing in the world is to go get tattoos because I go by myself and I can't be dicking around on my phone and I have to focus on my breathing because it hurts. And one time I was talking to one of my tattoo artists because I was sitting and like waiting for them to prepare for like an, an hour, which is normal. And I just like wasn't on my phone and I didn't have anybody with me and I was just doing my thing. And we were talking about that because I'm also a person where like if I'm in a waiting room or I'm on a train, I'm not reading a book. I'm not dicking around on my phone. I'm just sitting quietly because creatives are taking in everything all the time. And when you can find a moment of silence in your own head where maybe you're disassociating, which is fine. It's not mentally ill to do that, like TikTok likes to tell you. If you're just sitting quietly and disassociating, what a treat for all of us. Because we are taking in media, we are taking in photographs, we are taking in typography and the tracking and the letting of all of the letters and all of the ads you see everywhere. We are on Instagram looking at commercials and being advertised to and if we're not there we're at the gas station listening to whatever the hell they're talking about on all the TVs they all have now and we're looking at the sales and we're looking at the ads and we're looking at the coupons. We're all doing that whether you're creative or not and the creatives are taking it in. What's the color scheme? What's the composition? How does the typography work? Is this successful? Is this stupid? Is this annoying? Is this cool? Cool. What's going on here? I'm watching TV. I'm taking in a story. Like it's just constant all the time. And so when you're doing that in your real life and then you go to work, whatever your job is, maybe you do email design. Maybe you run your own business. Maybe you do graphic design like I do. Maybe you do email design. Maybe you do UX research. You bring all of that stuff you're looking at in your life every day to work with you because it's relevant to like what your task at hand is and you have to understand the trends and you only understand trends when you're looking around and so because of all of these things I think it's really easy to lose sight of when you are creative for you and when you are creative for work And when you're trying to assess what you want to do in your career or how you want to handle your boundaries between like work-life balance, it can get really hard because we're all going to be doing this anyway. It's like I've said since day one, we're all existing in a space we would be in regardless. And so it's really difficult to pull that apart, especially if you're trying to figure out do I want to move on? And what does that entail on top of everything else that I do? Because a lot of this is just natural to us anyway. Like this is our instinct. You know, while we've curated this stuff, we've curated our taste and how we take in information with the technical skills we went to school for, or we spent a lot of time practicing online, whatever way you chose to be educated about this, you know, we take that for granted because it's our normal and we don't understand how to look outside of our normal because it's like asking yourself to think like somebody else when you have no idea how anybody else thinks you know what I mean like I don't know how scientists take in the world and if it's even the same or different as creatives or accountants or marketing people or logistics guys or warehouse workers or blue collar workers like I don't know how they view the world differently from me because I'm not in their brain If a genie showed up tomorrow, that would be one of my wishes to just like see how other people think about life every day and compare it to how I do. And I think as creatives, we just don't know how to turn it off because it's just not in our nature to regardless of how we're using that information. So I think it's really difficult to weigh all of this stuff sometimes. Again, I've said it before. I make this all sound really simple and easy and it's just not it takes practice i've missed out on good opportunities i've had really great opportunities i've taken the wrong opportunity before and you just learn how it feels and you're not going to be perfect and you're not going to make the right mis- or you're not going to make the right call every time you're going to make mistakes but just figuring out how you feel about your current position looking around at like well the job market's the best it's been in a long time maybe it wouldn't hurt to look around or I really want to make this amount of money by the time I'm this age that was my goal I was like I want to make $84,000 a year by the time I'm 30 because that is what a senior designer makes in my town like and I am I feel like I was approaching that so I've definitely hit that goal and I wasn't really sure if I was gonna so That's what's interesting about all of this. You can set these goals and figure out these parameters as you evaluate all of this information you're taking in. Because working in an in-house team or working in advertising or working in a big town or working at a mom and pop shop even, like understanding how business works is imperative to making this call for you because you essentially are designing business solutions, whether you like it or not. That's why we go to work every day. Keep everything turning for better or worse somehow. And the ethics of that you can go into a tangent for. But knowing when to move on is the, is the best thing you can figure out for your next step in your career as you go from a green designer to an experienced one. And, you know, it's, you're going to know when you're there. You're, you're going to feel it when you get there and it's totally, it's a trip. It's so weird. So I don't know. All of that to say, you're you're going to get there and you're going to know how it feels. And it's really wild to grow. Sometimes I look behind me and I just go like, eight years went by. I've done so much stuff, but I, I feel like I, I woke up for the first time in four years, you know? Like sometimes you grab a career job, sometimes you grab a job you just got because you needed one. I've been all of those people. And then all of a sudden you notice everyone's younger than you and less experienced than you and companies are calling you because you know what you're doing now. And it, it's it's a wild time. So knowing when to move on, is there's a lot that goes into it. And maybe if you're just starting out and you've been following along for nine months, like you're not going to be quite ready for that, but you're going to know when you're ready. And the best thing you can do is to find a good opportunity for you to move into before you get bitter about the opportunity you're in right now. And I think a lot of people do that. They stay till they hate it. And you don't want to be that guy. We've all worked at jobs we fucking hate and we want to like, we hope we get in a car accident before we get to work because we hate the job that much. We have all been there. Trust me. You've been there. I've been there. We don't need to go back. You don't want to be at your design job until you feel like that. You want to work on your exit strategy. You want to look around. You want to, you want to weigh what you want because defining what makes you unhappy will help you define what makes you happy. And when you know what that looks like, you'll know how to find it. And that's the whole point of this. <laughs> we work to get better work. We work for stability. We work for for money. We don't work for fun, we don't work for free, and we don't work to be unappreciated at what we do. And I think it's really easy to forget that because like, I mean, I drink the Kool-Aid at work too. I get super engaged in the company structures I go to work in, and I like that about my job. But when it comes time to knowing when to move on, drinking Kool-Aid makes it really hard. So, Balancing all of that stuff is, is for your benefit. Oh, so man, that was a, a pretty straight up rant. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm really excited about like my own future. I'm really excited about some of the opportunities you guys have like messaged me about and asked for my advice. And, you know, I, as much as I try to bullet point and articulate and list out what it means to be a creative, what it means to be a working creative. The fact of the matter is that I always go back to is being an artist and being a creative is emotional. It's just rooted in that it has always been. And sometimes if there's not too much like to risk, meaning, you know, you're not going to uplift your, your family's livelihood or put something like intense like that at risk, sometimes it's fine to make an emotional decision and see where it leads you. That's the beauty of being alive, in my opinion, and that's the beauty of being an artist, you know? That's what like romance and romantic comes from. It's the emotional, like irrational pull of humanity that you could argue is the factor that makes us beautiful and makes us flawed, it's okay to chase that in a career humans try to organize themselves to a t and we do it we're like we're like a beehive or an ant farm but when you do it too much it's it's to a fault almost like we organize ourselves to a fault so i think it's really healthy to keep a piece of the emotional wonder of spontaneity and romance in creativity in your career a little bit and you know sometimes that's also how opportunity works you just go "Mm, i'm gonna weigh all of this out and you know like my friend john keltonic said don't let life get in the way i guess jeff goldblum said that too but well my video stopped so i guess i should stop recording so uh, if you're watching my video it's just black now but i was wrapping it up anyway so um yeah this is the last month of the podcast next week I'm gonna talk about uh what happens when you quit your job because we talked about what happens when you get fired and um yeah so uh next week we'll talk more uh, my patreon I'm gonna keep up uh it'll be free if you're a patron this is the last month you're gonna get charged for I'm gonna keep the workbooks as like a pay to like access the post on my patreon so if you point your friends there or or whatever you could still pay seven dollars a book to access them they'll still be there um like I said before I'm gonna try to get like a book book published of the workbook so um keep that all in your head and um yeah I will talk to you guys all next week bye